0: The 14-day, scanning-free and calibration-free Cybionics GS1 CGM aims to deliver reliable, seamless diabetes management experiences. For more, check out cybionicscgm.com. How's it going? It's Owen here, and this is a bite-sized episode of the Insulone Podcast, Redefining Diabetes. Every week, we'll dip back into the episode archive and get you to think and reflect once more about some of the things we've learned from the podcast over the last few years. It could be some diabetic wisdom, advice, a great guest, or even a hypo story. So enjoy this bite-sized episode of the Insulone Podcast. Those kind of split-second decisions to know that this bread is going to have a much bigger impact on my blood sugar than these two scrambled eggs or whatever it is. Now, I'm not saying that you need to be a robot with the food that you eat or the routine that you need to follow because I'm a big believer in not letting diabetes kind of purely determine what it is you do and don't do, even with the food that you eat. But you also need to be aware of the fact that, look, the reality of it is you are diabetic. So these tiny, tiny decisions each day are vitally important to your overall management. You wake up in the morning and your blood sugars, let's let's say, are just flatlined and it's a great way to start the day. You know that eating a big pile of pancakes is going to have a much, (laughs) much more, let's call it just a negative impact on your blood sugar than having a smoothie. All right. So I know you probably would prefer to have a big pile of pancakes, but the wiser thing to do might be to have a smoothie because that's to a tough feel, decision. I know, tough I know, decision. I know. But that's yeah. what I'm saying. <laughs> and it's those sort of split second decisions where they will have the big impact overall. Because each day that you live, you have a thousand of these small decisions. Even the small decision of, should I take one unit or two units of insulin? And you might not be entirely sure for that specific food or meal that you're eating. But even just that one unit of insulin can have a massive impact And again, that ripple effect into the whole day.
1: Yeah, it's like having, especially with food, that little devil on your shoulder going, just have the pancakes. It's not going to have that much of an impact. And unfortunately, it will. And the devil is bad. What about, it's a topic we've touched on so many times, but it's big uh, big for diabetics. Obviously, it's hypoglycemia. So the decisions around that and trying to avoid it. What's the story there?
0: Yeah, that's a big one. So, As you said, we've touched on that plenty of times before. So hypo is just having a low blood sugar. If if people aren't fully sure, but having a hypo is like a diabetic's biggest fear, and it's a horrible, horrible feeling. So it's what you want to avoid happening all day, every day. You just you don't want to have a hypo because it's a nightmare, and you feel like shit then for the vast majority of the day. A decision that people seem to have because hypo anxiety is a major issue for people with diabetes and that fear of going low at any time it could be on a bus, you could be at a job interview, you could be in work, you could be sitting in an exam. And if your blood sugar drops, you're going to have a very bad time. Yeah. It's, it doesn't matter where you are. You can have one at any stage. So I suppose a decision that a lot of people tend to make each day is to kind of treat that imaginary hypo before it even happens. And what happens then is because of this fear of like, oh, Jesus, like going low is the last thing I want. So therefore, I'm going to eat these glucose tablets or I'm going to take less insulin or I'm going to eat more carbohydrate to ensure that my blood sugars don't drop. The consequence of having that sort of mindset and making those decisions to try and always avoid it is that... The likelihood of you kind of sailing in a hyperglycemic state, which is a high blood sugar throughout the day, very likely. The likelihood is very likely. That makes sense. But the chances that you'll experience kind of consistently high levels throughout the day are very high. Yeah. So the decisions you make to avoid the hypo could result in you having a hyper. Of course. And it's, and again, it's that split decision of, eating extra carbohydrate or taking less insulin because you're like, Oh Jesus, that's the last thing I want. Mm. It's important for people to have confidence in your own diabetes management, have high standards of your blood sugar. So don't say to yourself, like I know how daunting and intimidating it is to, to have a blood sugar throughout the day. But I suppose it's, it's important to have that sort of confidence where you can say, look, I've had this for this long I know that I can avoid having a hypo and I know that I can still balance food and insulin to ensure I stay as level as possible. So you don't have to be so careful where you're like shoving glucose tablets into your mouth to just be sky
1: high. And I know we touched on it recently, as recent as last week's episode with your blood sugar levels while you sleep, but we're talking about decisions and I presume... Decisions around bedtime is hugely important. And I remember saying the ripple effect uh, can be great the following day. Mm, exactly. So
0: like I had said last week, it's so important that you try and sleep as steady as possible. Because if you drop at night, potentially you're going to over-treat it. And then you're going to see your blood sugars high in the morning. If you're high, you might take too much insulin leading into a horrible day of blood sugars the next day. And I suppose the decisions that you can make before you go to bed can help ensure that you keep things steady. So small decisions like avoiding massively high carbohydrate meals before you go to bed, being very mindful of the dose of insulin that you're taking before bed. And my personal favorite is to avoid eating. Having your last piece of food about two or three hours before you go to bed because that kind of gives your blood sugar time to settle. And then you'll have a vague idea. You'll probably have a, a, a pretty good idea of where your blood sugar is going to go while you sleep. And I was actually having this conversation with a client there yesterday around their bedtime because he was obviously training more, so his insulin sensitivity has increased. And he saw himself kind of waking up with low blood sugars Quite frequently, which isn't a good thing. So, I suppose he needed to look at his bedtime routine, his insulin doses, maybe potentially cutting back, looking at his carb intake before bed. And and all those small decisions then can help basically keep things steady throughout the night. Thanks for listening to this bite sized episode of the Insulone Podcast. And if you want to listen to the full episode, you can check it out in the description. Chat to you soon.